0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so.
1: MovieMavericks.com Hey, now everybody, welcome to episode 374 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson. This you over to Jason Rugard. He's got a rundown for us. Tonight we're going to be talking about 10 movies, since
0: we haven't done this for a while. We've both seen a lot of things. Ideally, you guys out there have seen these things, too, so you know what we're talking about. We will have some spoilers, but not too spoiler-heavy on the, the James Bond film, but I do want to get in depth with that on, with Trevor as well. So doesn't everyone uh, know
1: what already happened? I haven't even seen it I know what happens.
0: Well, I would hope so, but we'll give people a heads up before we get into it. We're going to talk about Dune, obviously James Bond, The Many Saints of Newark, Halloween Kills, Cry Macho, Army of Thieves, Black Widow, Fast and Furious 9, Reminiscent and Only Murderers in the Building. That is a lot to talk about you've you've watched an amazing <laughs> amount of movies since we've last recorded
1: yeah um, i watch like maybe two movies a day pretty much that's my uh my go-to diet i
0: mean that's uh yeah. what 15 a week roughly 14 to 15 uh, yeah, a week yeah it's a
1: lot it's, you know, big ones small ones you know i you know i, I do it all I'm, I'm pansexual when it comes to movies you know
0: <laughs> i that's the blurb that's going to be on the website exactly. from now on i'm not
1: i'm non-binary i, I do it all
0: Well, then you probably would fit right in on the planet of Dune, where uh, everybody seems to be all whacked out, and let's talk about... They're high, right? (laughs) Yeah, the new movie Dune, based on the 1960s Frank Herbert book, uh, a redo of the 1984 David Lynch film, which is somewhat of a cult classic. This is part one, Dene Villanueva, is that how you say his name? I, I tried on that one. Um, yeah, he did this... I'm, I'm,
1: I believe so, yeah. Or Dennis, Denais Is it Denaece? Whatever. Denise? Yes. I don't actually know, yes.
0: It's exotic, but. and it, it feels right at home with this film,
1: doesn't he, it? Uh, this is a director... Uh, do you like him?
0: Well, that's I mean, part of my the guy, review l- look, on look,
1: this. Listen, uh, l- let's hit this. Prisoners, Sicario, right, Arrival, Arrival, Blade Runner 2049. Um, that's kind of where this guy's coming from. Other, other than that, he's done a lot of stuff before this, but it's obviously foreign movies mm-hmm. um so i'm like halfway like i like this some of what this guy's done before a little bit but not really to be totally honest with you and now with i like dune, two of the films you mentioned yeah now with dune i i really feel like i like him even less and, and again he just feels like it feels like hollywood's gobbling up these directors doesn't it because this doesn't feel like he directed it it feels like his name's on it but anyone could have made this
0: this movie is made for television in a lot of ways. This felt well, like an HBO TV miniseries.
1: Movie. I know, um, but they're making a no. They're making a TV series. It's separate from based this, off of but it. yeah, it, it might as well. This might as well be the pilot.
0: I didn't care for this. I thought this was uh, overwrought, redundant, um, really self-important, and lacking in some sort of narrative momentum. It was uninteresting
1: plotting. characters. I didn't care about any of the characters. Um, and I've we we've both seen the the David Lynch movie, which, hey, look, we got a whole other set of problems with that movie, but that movie's interesting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and at least something's going on. It's a David Lynch movie, uh, undoubtedly. It is um, one of the most Hollywood David Lynch movies, but it's still a David Lynch movie. This uh, movie is just like every other. There are moments of this uh, where it's just Star Wars, and I'm not joking. It's literally Star Wars. It might as well be Star Wars. It's. you know it makes you kind of throw up a little bit of your mouth when you just keep seeing
0: well i know the scene you're talking about tell tell the audience what what scene specifically you're talking about. well
1: aquaman um and and aquaman's awesome by the way i i'm i'm a big fan of jason momoa Mm -hmm. i like the guy and i like him in this role to be honest with you um but he's flies in on an airplane thing whatever the hell i don't know what bug thing was it even a bug at that point? I don't it's know. It's like a fly. <laughs>
0: look like flies. Or yeah. Like like, uh,
1: I, honestly, I don't know. But he flies into a hangar, gets out of the jet, whatever spaceship thing, and uh, goes through a whole hangar scene where he's doing kind of hangar work. And, you know, the uh, you know, Paul Atreides little kid guy comes measle. in and they're like, oh, oh yeah, you know, you know, here we go, you know. Yeah, <laughs> how you doing? We like you. I'm a tough guy, you know, and they do the whole thing But the, uh, the whole scene the way it's shot the way it's framed is just it's like a star wars hanger scene And those are in all the star wars movies. It's like it's lifted from that Like there's nothing in this movie that's original Or that feels even remotely original it looks like every other sci-fi movie And, and that includes a lot of tv stuff and hey look tv's come a long way lately, right? Especially with streaming Um, And unfortunately, movies aren't the idea that you're just going to outspend everybody else. And that's going to be the the thing that sets you apart is not going to work anymore, especially after I've I've seen this year. The movies that I've seen, Uh, these things deserve to be streamed. They don't deserve to be in a theater.
0: Well, that's what I keep hearing from everybody, is that, well, you got to see this on the IMAX. You're not really understanding it. But Look, Bullshit. I love the theater experience, but this is a slog. This movie bored me from frame one to the last one. I think it's ridiculous why does that this Zendaya? has been stretched out. Well, why does she only have five minutes he, in, in flashback scenes?
1: I, why I does he the love Spice her? Does. I don't... I don't. Why? She doesn't do anything. No one does anything in this movie. Well, he's
0: seeing her in his dreams, so apparently she's calling for him. Care. So there is some sort of longing there. But let me ask the, the first movie the, for the book itself is dense as all hell. It's almost impenetrable. I've tried reading it numerous yeah. times. I did the audiobook. It's still. Well, there are many uh, books, too, fun. and they're all like that. But I will say a lot of people don't recall that the Sci Fi Channel did a series of miniseries. Yes called uh you know dune obviously than the children of dune and when the spin-offs and things mm-hmm. and that was even put together in a mo- more coherent fashion than what we have here this is very indulgent on a lot of levels i hate this kid in this role he is way too he's a weasel this i mean did anybody Sha- want to put Sha- some Sha- muscle mass on the kid i mean jason momoa even cracks a joke it's written into the script no, on what a pussy he is
1: that's okay because the whole i you know the one thing that <laughs> there's a lot about this movie that I don't like. And a lot of the stuff is how they, um, uh, build things up, but they totally fuck up the whole part where these people can control you with their, with their words, mm-hmm. basically with their minds. Like, why is that not featured more or worked into the, the script a little bit better? Um, so I understand him being you know physically weak. If he can do that, if he's got other, you know, things that make him or that fill in those gaps.
0: I just didn't think he was a very compelling hero. I thought the movie the, the but really I the think amazing that's the director's thing is
1: fault. I think that's Hans the and the director's score. fault.
0: Didn't you find that the score Ugh. itself was t- like it was really just minor and Generic. redundant? And yeah. i I thought the Toto score from the '84 version was much more heroic and, and epic and, and uplifting. I just really sat there in kind of stunned amazement because I've been waiting for this movie to come out, like everybody else has, for the last year and a half. I really have a, an odd affection for the the Lynch version in that I have the director's cut, which is a mess. I have um, the studio cut, which is a mess. It's all of these are are <laughs> this. No one's tackled this material properly. As of yet, the mm-hmm. unfilmable book is still unfilmable. And the reaction I'm hearing from people is that this is a masterpiece. I mean, I'm talking about people I'm having more of a conversation sounds with. And they're looking oh, sure. forward to part I two. See too. What was this movie about? What was it about? A migration? And then some union problems? And, I mean, you, people want to brag on The Phantom Menace for being about taxation and blockades. Oh, and this is and and episode two, bro. What is bro. This?
1: Yeah, this? Episode is, two is what it is.
0: And it looks like that. It visually looks like that. With that, that. Why does everything have the sand grain filter? I know that they're on a sand planet, but does everything have to look like shit? (laughs) It's shot like shit.
1: The current, it's sparse. Would you agree that the current, the current arc? In in the filmmaking history that we're in right now started in the early 2000s, right? 2003, maybe 2004 and it feels like we're coming to the end of that arc. Like I've seen these movies I've seen this style so many times before I've heard this I've seen it You know, there's something new has to be on the horizon even if it's a retrot of something that's 30 years old, right? rather than 20 Uh, fine, but something has to come along that resets this and people are acting as if they've never seen a fucking movie before in their lives. Every movie that comes out, I I'm flabbergasted.
0: Well, I'm a little uh, disappointed when I go to the movie theater and the, the previews I'm seeing or of movies that are already been made. The Matrix, Ghostbusters, you know, a Bond movie I'm watching, and we're talking about Dune is redo- everything is just being redone, and because it's being redone with this uh you know this mindfulness of where we are as, as a society, and this this kind of yeah. homogenization in television, the long format it's known has taken over now. And movies are are you know we are used to go to movies suit. to get an experience mm-hmm. that you couldn't get on television. Now I'm no, seeing exactly same. what I get on television.
1: And I, I mean, that's it's good. a little bit. It's it's more money, right? More money is spent. There are, are special effect shots, Fine. and I will admit te- that technically, right, and technology usage of creating this film is perfect, right? It's much better. They had a lot of, um, you could look at a lot of other television shows, including Game of Thrones, or anything else. And you can find, uh, a little bit of cheapness, uh, but here and there, right? Not, not too much. It's getting pretty damn close. Um, but this movie, again, you can tell someone spent hundreds of millions. And I'm talking not 100, but hundreds of millions of dollars was spent, uh, um, in the creation of this movie. You can see it, but I, I don't really, Care do I want to watch? You know, in the '90s, they used to make those, uh, those little those those movies uh, with the computer animated movies, right? And, but they were just mm-hmm. like showing uh, like a uh, like demos of what they can do with computer animated stuff. And it would often be sent to like, yeah, they, they would play like classical music and there would be like a, a demo reel, but they would be really long, like an hour, hour and a half, or whatever. Uh, is that what what I'm stuck with now with movies? Is that basically what I'm what I'm watching? Is what they can like, do? Because it's you're referring it certainly to isn't inside- storytelling
0: inside the mind's eye remember those videos yes that whole series?
1: yes yeah. I have the, I have some of those but there that is exactly go. what I'm referring to yes movies like, like that early lawnmower when, man when type computer, shit. exactly when computer animation was new and um, uh, and you didn't have a, a whole ton of it out there so so that was people would kind of want to see it it was like cool looking art type stuff you know um, but, but that feels like what this is like it, this feels kind of void of the emotion and and I, I don't relate to anything in this i guess i i don't know is that my fault am i am i missing i appear i somehow seem to be missing something right because everyone else seems to be able to watch these movies and uh and think they're good now i can i can understand people who watch them for entertainment value and are like yeah all right it entertained me for the amount of time that it played and then i'm done with it what i don't understand is the people who would watch something like dune and then would want to add that to their collection like i never need to see this movie again
0: no i'm yeah i'm good uh, and that's what's becoming apparent with a lot of these HBO releases, is that then they, they return to the service a couple months later, and I'm not interested in ever looking at them again, very rarely. All right, let's move on. We, we both give negative, uh, negative thoughts here, or negative recommendation <laughs> on Dune. Let's talk Land next thoughts, ab-
2: yeah.
0: about um, – let's just jump ahead a little bit. I want to talk about Black Widow, which was the big – Grocer during the summer um, was the biggest opening weekend of the pandemic era until Venom came along a couple weeks ago. And this just recently hit the Disney streaming service, Disney Plus, where I caught it. I think that's where you caught it too. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Um, At two hours and 15 minutes, this is what I thought. I thought the movie (laughs) is perfectly fine. But it wasn't Mm -hmm. exciting. It Mm -hmm. wasn't special. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. I thought... We're really getting to the point now with the Marvel stuff where I know what I'm getting before I even get mm-hmm. in there, and there's no surprises to be had. Now, let's also talk about the fact that this is Red Sparrow done um, in a less aggressive, less uh, hostile way, and you know this, this rehabilitation program, are we going to act like there's no pedophilia going on in these programs or any sort of crazy sex trafficking? I mean, these girls were put into some sort of Russian program, and they were— Treated just fine outside of the the training they got we
1: can't we don't we can't do that I mean that's part of hmm. well I mean you want to get into this okay that's part of the uh, uh, the fixing of the black widow character right where she's not a sex symbol she's not a sex object anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I guarantee you that that's all part of that. So I
0: just kept thinking, like, this is so outlandish to think that, you know what I mean, from what we know of, of how things work in that part of the world and, um, you know, in in all reality of how this how these people would be treated if this truly was their lives. I just kept thinking, like, the real-world implications of this. And I shouldn't have been thinking about that, I guess, in a superhero uh, movie. But I, I did. And I just kept thinking. Well, your mind wanders um, in
1: this one. This one's super boring.
0: Well, the first 15 minutes are great. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell the, you. The opening sequence was great until... Oh yeah, Scarlett Johansson comes into the movie, and then it, the movie kind of goes on autopilot outside of a few sequences.
1: Fine movie, and I actually um, have to admit that it fooled me into enjoying it and, and liking it. But the more and more I thought about it, I realized it's just a cookie cutter movie. And by the way, characters remembering something like a song, or I mean, all the setup in this movie is in the first five minutes, and then people just remember the shit that they showed you. That's not a setup and a payoff. That's that's, Lazy storytelling. that's not anything but it makes what's well, a it's it's a wonderful little trick to make you think something's going on but um it, nothing's happening nothing's going on <laughs> they don't that's not proof that someone cares that just means they remembered that the, remembering is not caring they can remember that and use it to their advantage you know negatively against someone right so that doesn't that's it's just it's not a very good movie. I and I've heard a lot of people talk. Oh, this is a movie about family and stuff. And I think no, it's not. These d- these this family, these parents especially, are not good people.
0: No, and at they, all.
1: And and uh, and they don't like these girls. Really, they don't really care. Like, They're I, way I more it's, concerned about their mission
0: a, in themselves. It feels like. Yeah yeah,
1: I'm mean, I'm really blown away by if you actually delve into this movie and really pay attention to the characters and pay attention to what's going on. Um, I mean this this one's a, a true house of cards. You know, it's a paper tiger. It it's a uh, it's all growl. There's no bite here. This is not. It's just not a good movie. But it's perfectly fine for two hours of your life to watch. You know, I, I I can't say that I would not recommend this movie because I actually thought it was entertaining and it's fine. But this isn't a movie. You know that I'm gonna ever really want to return to, and it certainly I, I think is an unfortunate. Um, m- swung song for natasha romanoff you
0: know well we know that the the, you know the release pattern was mutated and given the streaming service release and the box office release which hurt it's gross and then the fallout from the lawsuit with charlotte johansson and disney all of that aside this character isn't that intriguing on her own in disagree. character i didn't think that she i think
1: florin's uh, I think Florence Pugh was really good in this, and I agree that her character wasn't that interesting, but I did think she was really good and could have been better. I mean, the David Harbour uh, character could have been better, the, the Rachel Weiss character, they, this whole movie could have been better. I, I, I can't disagree with that, but um, the actors, I think, were fine in it. It was the writing, you know, that, that messed it up uh, more than anything. But I've, the, the Natasha Romanoff character, I think, has been interesting, um, you know, since her insertion into the Marvel universe, cinematic universe, you know. Um, uh, Scarlett Johansson um, has been eye-catching throughout the entire uh, um, uh, playing of all the movies and has been a really interesting character, I think. This was just not an interesting story to tell.
0: I'll say this. I liked this better than I liked Captain Marvel. And I know it's the two female superheroes of the the Marvel Universe. By far. But I um, I thought at least this had some balls in some scenes and they tried some things. Um, particularly in that opening sequence, that was all right. This, this was, was a lot more out of fun. Field. This is more yeah, of a fun movie than that. Captain Marvel was was way um, way too straightforward. It and, felt and way safe. down
1: as well. This didn't feel um, as it didn't feel way down. Really, well, but it's super safe too.
0: <laughs> well, isn't all Marvel films at this point? I mean, when is the, the Endgame? Yes, might but be the last this time just really something.
1: This just really shows the cookie the cookie cutter format that they're using. You know. And there has to be an end to this. Well, I guess Eternals is looking like an end to it. So I don't know. They'll, uh, will they readjust? Will they figure something else out? I don't know. But they can't just keep. Uh, I don't think they can keep plowing forward with the same stuff. You know, I don't think it's going to well, work.
0: Well, as we record this, Eternals is about to come out this weekend. It has the lowest uh, Rotten Tomato and Metacritic score of the Marvel films. So, it's a, it's taken a bit of a, a beating so far with the critics. I'm sure audiences will, will respond. But and there's something to be said the fact that you can get indie directors that have no experience whatsoever with this kind of filmmaking and just plug them in because the second unit's going to take care of it. The CGI component's yep. going to take care of that's it. That's not
1: just a Marvel issue. That's not just a Disney issue. That is every studio right now is doing that. And that's a major issue with storytelling. It's the reason why movies suck. And it's the reason why they've sucked so hard this year.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm, I'll piggyback off that and segue perfectly into the next film, which is The Many Saints of Newark, a movie that I was really looking forward to because uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Sopranos fan. Just enjoy the shit out of that series. Still do. Highly recommend to anybody. And uh, this being the prequel movie, you know, I kind of wanted to see what was going to go on and who made Tony Soprano is this, posters. Is this plastered a money everywhere. grab? Or it's I should not say a, a money grab. grab. Do you know what it is? It's a backdoor pilot, is my opinion. It's huh. a backdoor fucking pilot to an HBO series that I think that they've already announced that they're, they, David Chase is going to be returning to do something in this world. And it, it's did, got a yeah. few things going for it. One, it's got some great acting. I mean, I love everybody in this movie, from John Bernthal to Alejandro Navarro to Ray Liotta. I mean, everybody is fucking good in this movie. And it's got beats in it that really do work and that intrigue you, and it's got little Easter eggs for the Soprano diehards. But as a movie, it felt incomplete. It felt rushed, and it felt small. And I go back to the directing by Alan Taylor, who is most known for directing Game of Thrones and uh, Sopranos, and and his big screen debuts haven't been good with Thor: Dark World and Terminator: Genesis. I mean, both those feel underwhelming to me. And this has that same kind of small-minded. It's you know the, the real the gimmick here is Michael Gandolfini. The star, original star's son, and he's fantastic, and you know the I think it's Vera Furmaning is from I can't think of her name right Fermana Fair, the girl from the she plays yeah thank you she plays the mom who would go on to be a nutcase in the series so there's fun there but the story right, she's is the mom very,
1: psycho so there you go
0: it's very rudimentary I mean it really is this is an extremely rudimentary movie it doesn't have mm. a whole lot of surprises Great cast, but it's As got a great said. fucking cast. I mean, I haven't I seen this, but great like cast. It. Yeah, it's And it's got this really murky underlying story about um, a criminal from uh, a black gang in Harlem who's making a play for some power that goes nowhere, that literally goes nowhere. And the pay why payoff does that happen to that storyline so is
1: terrible. So how's that, uh, how's that build up in this? Because why is that happening so often where they have, it seems I watch movies, um, you know, Dune, oh, you yeah. know. Um, all the movies we just talked about, and all the movies we'll talk about On this whole damn thing—it seems like there's there's always something that catches my eye or, or, or my intrigue, you know—and then and then it never evolves into anything. Why do they do that? It's like the most obvious, fucking coolest part of the whole thing, and then it just goes. Eh.
0: Well, especially in this movie, which is it's railing towards something, um, in in a female who's kind of the linchpin of the story gets involved with Was, both men, and you think, well, this is going to lead to something, is
1: that, and the it part- doesn't. That's a pilot? Is that the part? Because it's open-ended in some way?
0: That's what I felt. Yeah, that's where I felt. Okay, this is where you could pick this right up. You've killed yeah, off some people. You've left right? this go in. You've left a rivalry they now
1: to make more. So they write it in such a way where they don't give you the whole thing. They don't want to blow the wad in one in one fucking movie, right? It's I same mean, thing David you do. Lynch blew the whole wad. Yeah, in less time than it took for the one for like half of the fucking story yeah. to be told in in this movie, he told the whole story. I come on, guys, make a damn movie. Make a movie a movie one one movie make a movie you want to make a sequel after that especially great do that but make make the sequel then the sequel can be its own movie
0: <laughs> and, and if you're gonna piggyback off this popularity of the sopranos and call it the many saints of newark it's called that because it's about uh, the molasanti family and in an italian that means many saints so it's it, it has you know a lot of things that i liked on the peripherals the look of it the music drops things like that Gandolfini's kid is actually can can act at least like Gandolfini and uh, is is appropriate in this role but I don't know what they can really do with this and if they do create a show on what I've seen there's one shocking scene in this and for a gangster movie you need three or four of theirs there's one scene where they're torturing a guy and you know kind of to get some information and you just go god this has been done so many times so much better than in this, that it almost feels like a dress rehearsal. Yeah. You know what I mean, like a play. And like, gangster uh, we're gonna movies are go often
1: ahead. slow, so you need you need to have, um, I would say, commanding characters. E- if that or makes energy. sense, or energy, some energy well, but, but to the that, story. But the energy needs to be in the characters in some way, like like chest puffing. You know, in a way, like just like like I'm the man at this moment in time. Somehow, like when I think about any really great gangster uh, movies, that's always a big part of it. Yeah, so I I
0: just—I don't know. I just—I don't totally disrecommend it, but I recommend it with strong (laughs) reservations. I think that if you're a soprano fan, you're clearly going to get more out of it than you would if you were just, uh, you know, your your average viewer. It's probably a a must watch
1: if you're a fan. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I think that many fans are gonna be be thinking that it's gonna gonna be a letdown. But still, it's a must
1: watch, even if it's a letdown. if you're a fan, there's not much you can do, you know? <laughs> unfortunately. Well, let me give you the
0: unpopular opinion: the Entourage movie was more complete and, and more true to its source. <laughs> and, that and I know it a very wasn't a good movie. <laughs> I know it wasn't you know exactly. A, <laughs> that it's was not a sequel. It's a prequel, but even that was better. That at least mm-hmm. was more spot on. So that's, mm-hmm. that's my uh, my thing on mm-hmm.
1: that. That's unfortunate.
0: Let's move on to talk about F9, better known as the Fast mm-hmm. Saga, but- Furious Nine then a nine times ninth return to the series yeah, and, the ninth uh, time we f you i'm going to be up front and say <laughs> that i was ready to hate this movie and i actually got a goofy enjoyment out of this i think this is the <laughs> sure. best fast movie that they've made in years oh jesus that's not even a hard i
1: don't know, jesus, why, why, it them, I don't know okay. why it
0: took them so fucking long to get to dominic's backstory of how he ended up in prison. I his love backstory. Are you love kidding? The, I, mean, man, I love this backstory the. I love the backstory is so shit.
1: bad. It's so come shitty. On. The NASCAR when they have thing with his Rooker. fucking dad. That's what I was waiting. I'm like, dude. Next time they're gonna do is it's gonna be fucking something I'm like his dad actually fucking survived, and his dad's gonna be the bad guy. That's just not really the bad guy. they are gonna oh, unite the family. Like, you might be onto, onto something there. What do you mean? Don't say that. That's exactly. That's, like, come on, fucking a man. This movie's so bad. I agree with you though. This no, is, I
2: loved it. This is a I lot of fun
1: it. I, well it doesn't your love for it doesn't make it a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good horrible though. movie um, but it's a fast it's a fast and furious movie. It's exactly what they've become at this point. Um, I you know I thought it was entertaining. Again you know I'll give the Black Widow treatment. I, you, you want to watch this have fun watching it um, you, yeah more power to you I did but it's a stupid movie. i mean, really stupid
0: yeah it is it doesn't have a brain in its head no not at all it knows though i want to point out something to the audience that you pointed out to me and then when i saw it i loved the sequence is when (laughs) tyrese's character realizes he's living in a fucking movie and that he's never been scarred once and he survives (laughs) his firefights i (laughs) love that that opportunity
1: it was that expendables three moment where uh where he realized like oh shit like i like this is fucking weird right this is too weird yeah, it's almost but, like the Truman uh, Show. It doesn't, like, go anywhere. it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, they tell him to shut the
0: fuck up. But even the goofiness of it, like when he's running and the car lands on top of him, and he just happens to walk away from it because of the angle of where he was standing, it's turning into a, a literal cartoon.
1: We're not and trying I, anymore. I mean, I, mean, I don't literally, know literally why this movie doesn't one. try
0: come on the nascar i thought it was a perfect idea to set it at the nascar races to begin with no i love that no, michael rooker was there as a not the days of thunder no, i thought that no, that, perfect, that john no. cena is is <laughs> no. the exact foil that we need at john this point cena is in terrible series. in this john cena is terrible in everything he's in let's be honest <laughs> I,
1: yes but i love him in, terribly in every a thing that he's terrible in except for this I, did, I just didn't this movie um well you know i can admit that it it's fun and everything it's not a it's not good i don't this will go into my vault of fast and furious movies that I've seen that I just don't care about. I never need to watch this again.
0: I've seen it twice. So I did enjoy it. And I would watch it again. I'll say I this. I think this is the best fast and furious movie since fast five. And that's, we'll just back wait,
1: away. just wait. Cause next time, and I'm telling you, you know, enough of the car bullshit, you know, cause next time when he needs to jump, across the thing and grab the fucking wire. He's just going to pull his hand out the fucking car window and grab onto that wire and fly across the fucking thing on it. Oh, yeah,
0: you're right. I mean, they were already jumping on planes in part yeah. six. And well, they're so close things. to it
1: at this point. They're so close to it. It was like, they almost did it in this one.
0: I'm surprised that people showed up in the numbers they did. This is still the year's highest grossing film in a worldwide basis. And doesn't look like it's going to be beat anytime soon. And, um, it, there's, there's a lot of validity left in this series. And for, the July Fourth summertime oh, I don't fun. See why this is not? Exactly, yeah. exactly what is
1: needed. And I mean, why, why would you and not make more movies? Why would you not?
0: Did you think it was better than Hobbs and Shaw?
1: I, I think it's on par with that. I really don't think this is a standout in any of the other ones. Wow. I mean, You say it's the best. I don't. I don't know. I think that um, this year has been particularly bad in movies, and you saw a movie that was enjoyable. I, you know. I don't think that makes this a good movie.
0: No, it makes it a fun movie going experience. It was a
1: fun movie thing. Yeah. Well, like I said, I would tell people to watch this, but it's just fucking dumb. Yeah. I can't, I can't argue that. For whatever good that does, you know, but it's still entertaining. I I can't,
0: there's no way I could justify it. Most of the Fast and Furious movies
1: are entertaining, to be fair. They have big, you know, big action sequences and things in them. I think in general, I think people find that entertaining.
0: Well, there's usually a lot of downtime in them as well, and, and they're sent off on a little side mission that doesn't have anything. And yeah, they to do try with to do comedy
1: and stuff in those in those moments.
0: It worked they, they for try to reason, keep it, fun. it worked here better than it's worked in in quite a while for me. I was, I mean, I think this is the best one in ten years. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Cry Macho, the Clint Eastwood directed film. The man's 90 years old, and he makes a film that was written in the 70s. At one point, Arnold Schwarzenegger was attached to this material and other stars, and uh, Eastwood decided, hey, let's go ahead and do this. Eastwood is also notorious for not doing a lot of rewrites. I think this film needed a major rewrite. I think that spiritually, it kind of exists in the same universe, I felt, as A Perfect World, which which, uh, Eastwood directed 30 years ago, and it has this laid-back laconic quality to it that at some point it it reminded me of the straight story Did you ever see that movie where the guy drove across country on a tractor where you Mm -hmm. go okay this is striving for some americana something but it's it's a geezer pleaser and i don't even know if it's going to please the geezers because the underlying story is pretty fucking ridiculous
1: this has a really yeah this has some story issues and and not just uh, i mean the the underlying story is almost non-existent. Like this is, it's almost too close to real life where just nothing happens and it happens. Yeah. The moments where he's kind of, uh, bridging the gap between his old, you know, oldness and, and, uh, horseman ranchman thing with this, this young, um, Mexican kid or whatever is just like, uh, like, it's like, it's just not very, uh, I don't know. It wouldn't make me like like him anymore. or want to He's like, "Look, there's a horse and we we ride the horse and do the horse. We do the ranch stuff." And the kid's like, "Ooh, wow. Okay. I like you now." It's Like what? It was a little too easy, How right? Can this and then be? oh, way too easy. And then the ending is not an ending. I was like, "Where what's going to happen out. in the end?" Yeah. Nothing. it's a fade out. Nothing I, happens. You. He just goes, he just drives and he drops the kid off. It's like a fucking it's like it, it's <laughs> it's like the movie's about him going to pick up a kid and dropping him off and that's what he does and then it's over.
0: Well, don't you feel How that it exciting. had almost an Altman quality to it in that it, it tried to be ultra realistic in that the mundane qualities of the being I on the
1: road and the life of if the it rancher It was this was an Altman movie, it would have been a lot better. Cuz I think the Altman actually looks into nuances in his films and the character nuances and a lot of things but you're correct about the realism there but this movie just had no point it had no point to exist and if this is the actual uh book right this is a book um if this is what the actual book is then who the fuck read this and wanted to make this into a movie there's nothing cinematic about this
0: yeah that that's true i mean I, there's shots that could you know with them driving and the sun setting and all that kind of stuff and the, the
1: there's shots, it's just ranch. framing. That's nothing. That's not how I know, that's but I, I just felt like that's
0: the Americana I'm talking about, where, like, sure. it's like the, the, the dying of the old West and the incoming of the 80s and this, uh, you know, go, go, go kind of thing that w- when the, pr- the story was written, I'm sure, you know, the consumerism, taking capitalism, taking over with the, the farmers being pushed out in the 70s. And so I'm sure that was. And that would have been what better. I mean, what was... you
1: just said right now is not in this movie, but it would have been a lot better. That's what I would think.
0: Maybe the impetus of the story was when the novel was created and when the script was originally. And maybe
1: written. that's in the novel. To be fair, I've not read the novel, so you might be right about that. I think that's far more interesting, though, than anything that's in this actual movie. And I think that if Altman would have made this movie, he would have done something more like that. Can
0: we stop though with Clint Eastwood uh, with women throwing themselves at Clint Eastwood? This happened in the Mule, where oh he had my like God, a threesome, even and then in this movie this too. So, I mean, he, get it up. The man could barely enter a scene. I feel bad for him. He trips on the camera and he just
1: thrusting, you know.
0: Christ, I love Eastwood, and, and you know Reynolds, and, and Brosnan, and all those guys. Oh man, but he's but been
1: doing this part though since the late '90s. I'm too old for this shit, right? Except that's you know, right. that's not, not exactly not, him. This, but it's that's what it's the part that that's what he's been doing, right? For the last the twenty, Torino. the last twenty years, he's been doing this twenty years. Yeah, um, this is. I, I, I'm, it, I'm, what, just, he, he actually is too old for this shit, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, at this I mean, point, it's yes. finally happened. He, he yeah. literally is just too old for this. he even hearing him talk is a bit of a whisper. Do you know who I did like in this movie, though, in this, the small moments that he was in? It was Dwight Yoakam. I thought he has a Dwight really Yoakam's nice awesome. screen quality. And yes, uh, always. the way he I was I love
1: what he everything that he's ever been in, <laughs> even in
0: Crank. Honestly, he was yes, with Jason He's Stacham. great.
1: He's absolutely fantastic. I, I, I have to he hear your He has a strangely
0: that. grounding presence on screen that I really appreciate. And when I see him, you don't know whether to mm-hmm. trust the guy or not. I, I, he's very slithery. So what he tells you sounds genuine, but it always sounds like he's doing it to his well, own advantage.
1: You know, it's like he's like a more acceptable Clint Howard. Yeah, I, I would say that.
0: Yeah, and you're you know almost right mean? in the look. Because you yeah. see him,
1: you're like, "There's something wrong with this guy. Either he's gonna be a, a good guy or he's gonna be a bad guy." But there's something, there's just something not quite right with him. And Dwight Yoakam <laughs> is, I would say, a little bit less. We, he's a little more normal looking than Clint Howard, but he looks, he has that same kind of a look to him. You know, like he, like, he, like yeah, that's no. a character actor. There's a, there's a character there. Um, I can't
0: think of his name right now. Damn it! The dad from the '70s show who played the bad guy in RoboCop. Same, same vibe. Oh
1: yeah, um, you know what I'm talking about uh, um, uh,
0: Ed, not red. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I can't think ah, of his damn name. I can't remember his name. That show's coming yeah, back not, too.
0: Is it really? Oh, good, good.
1: Yeah, with him in Um
0: that. So, Cry Macho um, Kurt, uh, is, is obviously Smith? Kurtwood Smith. Is that Thank his you. name? That's the man. I think so. Yes, um, and. Really a, a kind of a disappointment, but a minor disappointment because I wasn't expecting too much from Cry Macho. And I know we're sounding very negative right now on the films. But it was I, yeah. So far, the only thing I've recommended is <laughs> Fast 9 and uh, The Many Saints. I, I,
1: would, All right. uh, well, I would recommend Black Widow, too.
0: Let's talk about Army of Thieves. The movie that you've seen, I have not caught it yet. This is the sequel on Netflix um, following the, the German heist, uh, what was it, The Safe Cracker? <laughs> um, guy from uh-huh. the first one and what's going on you with this, this he, is being heavily
1: uh, promoted. he directed this you said he did yeah yeah that's true yeah i'm looking at it right now um yeah this is a a huge bait and switch um there's no zombies in this uh so what's the Makes fucking sense. point i don't know because there's zombies going on while this is happening but there's no zombies in it and then he, uh, you it's, know, it's
0: zombie adjacent.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, what am I doing here? What am I watching? Um, it's like a now you see me type movie. To be quite honest with you, um, he shows up. He gets uh, uh, drawn into this underground like uh, um, competition of safe crackers, and it's halfway interesting. Like the first, the first ten minutes of this movie is halfway interesting. Like you're like, oh, this might actually be good, uh, but then it doesn't make any sense. Uh, pretty quickly, uh, th- these characters are super fucking good at everything they do. They're unfucking stoppable uh, to the point where, when they finally reach a point where they're unstoppable, then it's not really that big of a fucking like it, the whole thing kind of implodes. But, yeah, not really. You know, they get over it, um, continue on, and uh, and that's the whole fucking movie. And then at the end of it, it's like uh, you know the other movie. <laughs> the The army Army of dead bro i mean it's it's not good he goes they um uh, he shows up at the competition and and at the beginning of the movie and he has a hard time cracking the first safe which would be the easiest safe right to crack and they have the most amount of time to crack it he has a hard time doing it everyone kind of has a hard time doing it so and then some people get disqualified off that the second safe or the second run through that they're cracking this other safe it's going to be a harder safe and they have less time to do it oh no but it's a little bit easier it seems for him and the other guy and then by the time they get to the last safe which is like the super fucking safe they only have three minutes he just fucks around to like the last 30 seconds and he just goes you know listens to it. it does the same thing the other guy's doing the other guy's has is uh you know uh, what is a stethoscope thing you know this listening device and he's trying to he's working the dials and cracking it and the the uh, German guy's like oh it's very hard and oh yeah oh you know "Uh uh and then he just does the same fucking thing he just listens on the thing and then does it really fast and then he's done it's over like, what the fuck is that? You're like, it's, it's, like that's one of that the have- worst fucking buildups and endings to something that I've ever seen. Like it just like what the easiest safe was the hardest for him. And, but then by the time he got to the, the last one, that's fucking super difficult. He just, it was no fucking problem. And he did the same thing every single fucking time with all the safes.
0: It sounds like you're explaining my problem with uh, Now You've fuck? Seen Me, in that franchise, in that everything happened way too easy for them to where they just yeah. floated through but the, that's the this movie. Whole movie.
1: Then they introduced like, this fucking Ocean's Eleven type bullshit thing yet again. Oh, here's our hacker. So she fucking hacked into Disney so and downloaded Pirates of the, of the Caribbean scene. before anybody else knew fucking how to. They didn't even know what a fucking computer was. And she was fucking downloading shit. And no one knew yeah. how anything. And it's like, t- really? Like, really, this is what we're going to do? The the
0: scene that did that best was Armageddon when they do the, when they're recalling
1: everybody and they do the the And that is ridiculous though, but, but it's purposely ridiculous. This is a, this is a movie that takes place. I don't know that it's supposed to be ridiculous, right? It's so starkly shot. It's like a Christopher Nolan, um, you know, type looking well all movies are like that doom was basically like that right everything looks so slick and real and like everything's hyper real in some way but there's comedy in here so is this is it are we going too ridiculous on this or is it or is it supposed to be real because they don't play well together you know you have to uh, differentiate something that's real and something that's completely ridiculous
0: i didn't I didn't hate the first one. I know that you didn't particularly like the first one. Well, the first um, one's
1: way better than this. I, I mean, thought it was fun, better. and I
0: thought there was some sort of self-knowing touches. Yeah. There's and no fun I, in I mean, this. Zack Snyder is a better filmmaker, it sounds like.
1: It's plain and simple. Well, he's got his, his own issues, as far but as I'm concerned. I think he's fallen into on. the same problem. I think he's fallen in the same problem that every every single director is in this in this rut right now. And I don't think he's any different. I actually don't think he's helping any. You know, he's one of the guys who started uh, where we are now. He's one of the guys that started it. Um, well,
0: I definitely, you know, I th- but, yeah. you, you, you point to 2003 as the year when the blockbuster started getting Zach very Snyder. similar. Everything. Um, but I would point a little bit later. And I would point I, to about 2008 2009 era when I, I started noticing that everything looked there. But Maybe when you first started Nolan noticing, but Nolan was
1: active way before that. You
0: know, Zack Snyder the, was active but way before night that. The Dark is the one, man. That 2008 summer. Oh, if you by look all at what means, that's just, that, that's just everything the, is Nolan. That's
1: just the buildup. There's there's plenty of buildup to that. that. Right? That thing's not. That thing just doesn't come out of nowhere. But I, I, I agree with that's you. True. That's the catalyst. That is beyond the catalyst.
0: I remember thinking in the summer of 2008 at one point the dark Knight was in theaters and Hancock was in theaters. And I remember Uh thinking this in hindsight, it's very true, but Hancock was uh, an expression of the previous 20 years and dark Knight was where we're going to go for the next 20 years in terms of storytelling, in terms of the angle that the filmmakers are going to take towards material, this super Mm -hmm. self-aware, this almost hyper reality that it it's, it's in a reality, but it's adjacent to our real reality. And it's, uh, you know, I don't, it was cool one time or two times, but Bond suffered through that. Bourne suffered through that. I mean, I just, Mission Impossible movies suffered through that. that's Nolan, it, it
1: just, right? I mean, it's, it's, I don't understand why everything has to be, uh, you know, as when we grew up, they used the term cookie cutter all the time. They said that even when we were in film school, it was like, everything's a cookie cutter. Blah, blah, blah. But I've never understood that until now, because even then with those, those movies there, those were, that was a Nolan movie. That That was Christopher Nolan. Um, he owns that. That's his. Great. Why did people copy it? I mean, literally, straight up, just copy it. Well, it's you pathetic. Know, I,
0: I recently heard Rob Zombie on a podcast, and he was talking about He's making great. the original or the Halloween at the, with the Weinstein companies. Uh-huh. And he said that you know he he talked about what it was to work with them, but he said in 1997 he was working on a project that went nowhere. And he said that whatever uh-huh. the number one movie in the country was that weekend, that's what the executives would want in the movie. And he said that when he was making this, private parts came out. And he said he'd be damned if on Monday morning they didn't come in and say, <laughs> is there a role for Howard Stern in this anywhere? Yeah. And, and it's true. Like, I mean, it's it's just everybody grasping well, at straws. Who has the power? But,
1: who has the power in Hollywood right now? Who's making movies? Those guys. I guess.
0: Yeah. 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 It's uh. it's. It's redundant and it's it has to collapse at, at some point.
1: point right it has to <laughs> well
0: i just i can't imagine that oh, they I can't do it we much all want to see this yeah it, it's really it's it's played out beyond belief i thought we were done with this by 2012 but in another eight years of <sighs> yeah this shit, i don't
1: need something that's totally completely brand new or anything you know like promising young woman is like the last thing i can think of that was really really fucking good it's not new you know mm-hmm. i'm not saying that it's brand new i've never seen it before no i've seen it before but the focus of what was good in that movie and what people were allowed to do and, and what was ultimately created right is just very different than what they push for these big budget movies and i'd like to see something more interesting make it you know fine if it's you know too big to fail if that's the idea then only spend 1680 million dollars on the movie fine great but make it take a risk make it different
0: yeah show me something new at this point um, which we're highly lacking in this. And, you know, this Nolan conversation, like, once again, is a perfect segue into another review, and that's the review for No Time to Die, the James Bond film. I specifically waited for Deep in the Podcast to talk about this one so that um, we're going to get into spoilers here. I'll give you a heads up before we do it directly in case you want to turn off and uh, check out the movie, then check us back out. I think but.
1: everyone knows. You probably don't even have to exactly say. It. I think you can just allude to it. I think everyone pretty much knows.
0: Well, they're uh, both spoilers or just well, the you want to the do specifics? Yeah, kinda wanna specifics. yeah, I kind of want to get into specifics here. Yeah, so ahead. I'm going to give you guys a heads up. <laughs> we, we've we talked about every, the only things we're going to talk about uh, past. This is going to be Halloween kills reminiscent and only murders in the building. So if you want to fast forward about eight minutes, you'll probably be good. And uh, we, maybe 10 minutes to cover your ass. There. <laughs> but uh, you can always talk, rewind. no time to die. This is the two hour and 45 minute James Bond epic that says goodbye to Daniel Craig. And while I think he is the best Bond um, in oh, that they could have replaced blasphemy. Brosnan with, I mean, I, I, well, Casino Royale is really the one. Let's be honest. Casino Royale. I have is to
1: the, admit, yes. That's fine. It's the one that sold him to me.
0: And but in I like hindsight, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> I like Pierce Brosnan too. Pierce Brosnan and I will say this again bond. on air. Bring him back for one last one like they did for Connery uh, with Never Say Never Again. Let him come back
1: one time. That'd be a, a great reset. And then and then exactly. bring someone else in. That would actually be a really good reset. A, James a palate Bond, cleanser, you know?
0: This James Bond is too fucking emotional. Well, is this similar emo. to
1: Skyfall? I mean, is it the same style?
0: It's the same thing, man. They've been treading water for three fucking movies. It's redundant. It's too much. Well, I don't... The I opening don't
1: Think, to me, Solus doesn't exist.
0: I don't mind Quantum fair? of Solus.
1: Oh, how dare it, you? It does,
0: I, <laughs> I, honestly, I don't mind Quantum of Solus. In hindsight, it's actually fun. At least it's not a bloated, well, did overly you, emotional you slog. I did like Skyfall, but I liked one Skyfall. I don't need three of them. <laughs> you know, and we've gotten Spectre, <laughs> feel which is basically yeah. Skyfall Light and now No Time to Die. And once again, everybody's trying to ape this fucking Nolan aesthetic where you is have it? this wounded superhero who doesn't want to do this shit anymore. Stop with the not wanting to do this. I don't want a Batman that doesn't <laughs> want to be Batman. I don't want a James Bond that doesn't want to be James Can I Bond. Ask one These thing? guys got the greatest fucking lives ever. Have fun with
1: it. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, James Bond is basically, you know, a, a sex symbol. Um, if there was ever a sex icon. symbol for men, yes. this is the guy. He goes around. All the women want to do him. But the point, or the question I wanted to ask is that um, something that happened, especially with the Nolan stuff, is... Uh, uh, is in the the villains. Um, now you like villains. You're always like, oh mm-hmm. you gotta have a good villain. Got to. But something that happened because and Heath Ledger, damn you, so good in that damn role. Um, it, something happened with villains after at this point where it's so big, like it has to be so enormous. They have to be such a huge villain that they almost overshadow uh, the hero. And and that it's, I felt was true even yeah. even with these Bond movies, it kind of felt like the same way. Like the, like they were, like he was going up such a uh, against such a big villain, you know, in some way.
0: Well, I I I love the old James Bond villains, you know, with the guys taking over places or the movie yeah, living seem killable. in a volcano. You know, they seem
1: stupid. It, like you can get they, you, yeah, you can I, you can beat them.
0: They're fallible. They're not evil mastermind geniuses that you've never come up against before. Right. And, that well, and wasn't his, that, it was
1: but wasn't that the black widow thing right where the guy in black widow the fucking bad guy in that had actually already achieved what he wanted to achieve like what the fuck was was that all about (laughs) seriously though but that's kind of like that's like kind of like the bond movies before then like when you think about like moonraker and shit like where these guys are like they have these these crazy dreams and things they're trying to achieve these things it's like done in such a way that you can put a you, you can you can break a couple of the cogs in those machines and you can see how james bond can take that shit down but if James Bond is going to go up against the Joker, you know the Heath Ledger's Joker, mind you, every single time, and people are just like these guys are just—they don't give a shit about anything. They're just out to do bad things. They're just evil for evil's sake. I—I I don't know. It seems like that weighs down on on the movie, on the story, so much for me. Is that true well, for of this all movie? That-
0: I'll say this about the villains: for all the high-class villains that they've gotten in this series
1: so far, well, this is a big villain. Overacting, right? like like they're all Ra- overacting. Rami Malek is supposed to oh, be like everyone's he... like raving over him as a villain, right? No,
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, the guy's <laughs> fucking one note. Can we get past this Rami? That's Malek how all love? the
1: villains are been. That's what I'm saying, right? They're they're too big. Like everything's big, right? Is he big in this? Or like everything, like no, you know, with the eyes. You get the eyes. are just like oh, small. Oh, he tries really? to go
0: quiet and small, and detailed, and it's almost a Christoph Waltz hmm. thing. And it's it, it to me, it comes off as you're playing yourself. I see Freddie Mercury here. I see this. I, I don't see anything stretch here, hmm. first of all. Second of all, they Freddie render... Freddie Mercury? <laughs> in, in one sequence, they render the entire previous four fucking movies irrelevant. Irrelevant. Really? And you go, wait a minute. Bond has spent... Four fucking movies chasing after Spectre, and you come along, and you can just oh, murder God. off Spectre. You can, So you could do something James Bond couldn't yeah. do with minimal effort. That's what I'm talking about. you wanted about. to do it.
1: Not so good. So that's
0: my, that's my problem with it. So Second they should have ended
1: that right there. I mean, when you start at arc, end your fucking arc.
0: Uh, yeah, they didn't have any plan from the jump, and that's the problem with this series, is that this was all uh, very just, well, okay, we'll do this now. We'll do this now. We'll do this now. And it's just... That's the nature of the Bond beast, but then don't tell me you had an arc for for the Craig character. Because no, you didn't. His fucking arc is pathetic. He's been in love twice. They give him a child in this movie. James Bond now has a kid. He's an an adorable father. (sighs) And you know what? Not only does he die, he dies to give up his life for his family. Oh, and once again, Hans Zimmer's doing the score. Are you
1: fucking kidding me?
0: No. And Hans Zimmer... (laughs) gives a fucking score that is really irrelevant other than reusing themes from On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is the whole plot of this movie. It rips off Her Majesty's Secret Service and you just realize how much better Lazenby did this, how much better the filmmaking was in 69. It's a a great under-overlooked James Bond movie for some reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a product of its time, to be fair enough. you know, Film is sped up when people are throwing punches. It's comical today, but... um, Yeah, strong Bond film as far as I'm concerned.
0: Strong Bond film. Strong action film from the 60s, really. And, uh, and thematically, it's it's right in line with this. And they use the the theme by uh, I can't think of his. It's a famous Duke Ellington, maybe. It's a famous singer. I can't think of his name right now. But all the time in the world is the theme song, and they, they use it. not this like a Billy I mean, Eilish
1: or what's her name, Billy?
0: Well, she seems uh, she sings Billie the theme Elish? song. No I don't time know. to die. Her name. But uh, the, right. the the oh, I mean, Her Majesty's Secret Service had the theme song of all the time in the world, oh, and that's right. used repeatedly. That's used in in this. this. Yeah. A lot in the score as well, which gives this uh, movie a weight that it doesn't huh? deserve. Cause you're going, Oh, well, you're playing on that. But let me tell you something. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. When fucking James Bond is dying cause he goes back to pick up his daughter's little stuffed animal, her doo-doo as they call it, oh, literally, God. and he's sitting there Does sacrificing she love him 3, himself. She doesn't even know this fucking man. <laughs> the woman he's giving his life for, they barely know each other. They've spoken only a few times. He's just, the whole, this whole character arc is supposed to be tragic. And I just actually feel bad for Daniel Craig because you almost feel like him not wanting to do any of this shit. That he had to, uh. you know, one great Bond movie bought me four that I didn't give a shit about. And ultimately, Skyfall was a cool anomaly, but. I thought this was a major, major letdown. I was ready to put this on my 10 best. I was so excited for this. And I came <laughs> out of this movie a little stunned because of the length. Uh, the second act is deadly slow. It goes fucking nowhere. And on top of it, the action sequences are strangely muted. The gunfire wow. is muted. The action is muted. I, I, I came out of this thinking, second act is you really have worked time. yourself into such a corner. What do you do now? Does James Bond just become a moniker? Do you go back in time? Like, what do you do now? And, and I know, don't the, know. The high I'm, point of this movie yeah. is is Ana de Armas, who's in this for five fucking minutes. She's who should have been the love? She's fantastic in this, but literally in it for now five I like minutes. Her, a lot. her character feels like they're setting it up for a future movie, like a Marvel movie would. That's what that comes off feeling like. You know, you're gonna kill off Felix Leiter. You're gonna kill off James Bond. What it, What are you doing to this franchise that makes anybody want to continue to watch it? Because as a fan. I've watched you since I was a kid. I have no interest in, in doing this again, of going through this whole fucking process again and watching him you know, grow cold. Casino Royale is an anomaly as far as I'm concerned. And there hasn't been a good Bond movie since Die Another, since, really, since Die Another Day, which was a true Bond movie. Casino Royale was an anomaly. Skyfall was a cool one-off. But Die Another Day was the last <laughs> true James Bond movie in the sense that it had fun uh, and a villain that was bigger yeah. than life.
1: I mean, the James well, Bond movie. movies, in my opinion, can have ups and downs. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm fine with that. You know, I, they existed long before I started watching them. Um, and it was always a fun Thanksgiving marathon, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. There's there's something wrong in Hollywood in general in the business model that they're doing and they're receiving somehow. <laughs> for whatever reason they're receiving um good vibes from everyone based on what they're doing and so i don't think that they're going to fix james bond i don't think they're going to fix anything until it falls off a cliff you know and i I have to believe that that's going to happen i don't think it happened this time you know i think that people will go see another one i think people will go see more more shit like this
0: Look, I was in Burbank the week this opened. Daniel Craig showed up at a fucking Burbank movie theater with Rami Malek because he was getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that week. So all this fanfare, you should have seen L.A. It was going, it was Bond crazy that week. Billboards every fucking where. The Man's Chinese Theater I was excited was, was to see this massive. until I read
1: a couple reviews and then I read, I accidentally spoiled it for myself and then I just thought, ugh, <laughs> I that don't want to see this.
0: You know where it's going in an odd way and I kept thinking... How are they going to write themselves out of this? How are they going to write themselves out of this? And you know what they did? They didn't. They just said, fuck it, world ends. And then you know who drives off into the sunset? The woman we don't care about and the child we don't know. (laughs) That this man that we've spent all these movies with is supposed to have done this noble thing. It's not noble. To me, it comes off as fucking foolish and a total, total betrayal of the character. So, as you can tell i'm a, I'm very passionate about Bond, and I'm very upset on how dirty they did him. And it's time to really say that this character and this franchise is it it's in need of major retooling. and I wouldn't have said that pre this movie, but this movie shows you that they've just they they don't know what to do anymore with this and maybe it, it needs to be retired. Maybe the Mission Impossible franchise is all we need with a character who's action driven and not. You know, can can. Bear, Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt has no time for sex. has has barely any time for for you know romance with his his leading lady. There, that's a character that doesn't need then to go through all this "woe is me" bullshit. I mean, Ethan Hunt doesn't sit on and, and
1: fucking yeah. worry about.
0: You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a different type. No, of I of, know. Of I, film, I and feel that's exactly. Needed.
1: I've I've felt this has been an issue with the Daniel Craig stuff um they lost and movies in general have lost uh, fun um which we can say you know fast and furious uh, had a lot of fun to it but that's fine but i want a movie i want a movie with substance and fun uh,
0: and i All don't think to that's do too is- much
1: to ask it's not even that hard
0: Look at the posters for the last two Bond films. If you look at the Spectre poster, the one sheet, and the one sheet from No Time to Die, Daniel Craig has resting bitch face in those posters. And yeah. if you look at any of the old <laughs> Bond posters, Connery's got the winking smile. is kind of winking at you. Yep. Brosnan looks like he's having a fucking blast. These guys didn't have this... This debt, like you're 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 weighted with this. You wanted to become Bond. If you remember Casino Royale, you tried to get into this 007 program, this this O double program. So why are you so you know, brought down by it? It just it didn't. I go to a movie for escapism. This movie didn't provide me escapism. It showed me a guy who hates his fucking job. If I wanted to do that, I'd look (laughs) in the mirror. You know what I mean? Like I didn't need to see that in a fucking movie. Yeah. So let's move on because I'm I'm too fired up from this. My heart's racing. (laughs) Let's talk about Reminiscent uh, Welcome back, <laughs> our, our listeners out there that Cut from the spoiler So we are back Reminiscent, the Hugh Jackman film Directed by one of the co-creators Of the Westworld series on HBO And this is a futuristic private eye movie a, Kind of a hard-boiled film noir Set in a flooded out Florida That um, is, yeah. a, it's, you know, the, the sun is so intense You can really only go out at night I'm, or sure, dusk I'm sure the Blue Fairy everything. is down there somewhere yeah, the the ground is so porous; it has now become wet, and everybody's slodging around in it. Well, the that ice aspect caps melted, of this movie, right? I mean, I kind of liked that. I liked the weird quality of this film noir, uh, B-, B movie gumshoe mixed with this odd environment mm-hmm. he was in. Mm-hmm. And Too I thought that there were movie. nuggets, nuggets in this that could have nuggets. developed into something. Oh, there's good, nuggets, all right. <laughs> but damn, did this not go off the rails real quick?
1: this is a shit movie man i mean i don't even know i hey at least this is a risk but oh my god is this terrible movie i don't even know who would have read this script and been like oh this is a this is i want to see this you know um yeah boy my god he does nothing really happens in this movie it's not it's just not very interesting on any level whatsoever and it's just it gets weirder and weirder as it goes on in such a way that uh you care less and he's not a very he's not very good at what he does.
0: <laughs> no, he's not. His character isn't very interesting. I, no. I did you get a strange days vibe from this, which is a better movie by a far. A little bit. Did you yeah. get kind of strange days with the uh dystopian future and the you know, the longing mm-hmm. for the past and the the last love and the reliving that and not moving forward and Yeah. it, it Strange Days has its own problems, but at least that movie it had some sort of balls to it, and, and uh, you know, there was things well, going they've on made that a were lot interesting. of these
1: movies. Um, if I can think, there was that Peter Dinklage movie not too long ago. Um, but you know, even with like Final Cut, that Robin Williams movie, and stuff, there's been a lot yeah. of weird sci fi movies that have been in the same vein, um, that they've been making for I don't know 15 years actually, longer than that. You know, Dark City, really, you can go back for a long ways, yeah, and find these kind of sci fi stuff in the 50s and 60s that existed. So, I guess I don't fault this movie's existence or anything, but it's just it's not very good. Like I I don't know, with with the um you know, Hugh Jackman's normally really good. He's not very good in this. Like I don't even I don't like him in this. He wanders
0: in this movie in yeah, and I don't, out don't of like scenes the character I don't don't even like of, his portrayal of, of the nature. character.
1: I don't even I don't like that he agreed to this. You know, Thandie Newton's not even very good in this. You know, no one is good in this.
0: That's a That role is miscast, too, to be honest. That Thandie Newton role. Do you know who would have been fantastic in that? Is a Sigourney Weaver or somebody of that ilk. You know what I mean? Or even uh McDormand. I'm sorry. What's doorman. her
1: name now? Tandawee or something?
0: Uh, yeah. Tandawee Neaton. I mean, yeah, have she wants to be known as something. Um, and I just wa- which is hilarious because I just watched her in Norbit where they're making fun of all people and shape sizes and everything. And she has no problem starring in that movie. But damn, if Tom Cruise didn't make her feel bad about rushing a scene in Mission Impossible 2 go fuck yourself. Yeah, when well, you pay slapter. You were in Chronicles of so. Riddick Yeah, you cash the paycheck, right? It's like stop Yeah, this
1: movie shit. has a lot of problems. I and I think one of them is just being too well, first of all, I think coming off of um wanting to make another Westworld type thing, you know. that's definitely what this feels like, right? Like let's repeat that.
0: Well, I'm going to go against what I said earlier about these HBO <laughs> movies. This would have made a great pilot. If they had done, you know, maybe Oof. taken their time and, and made this into had a mini it been about something, something else,
1: maybe uh, or not. Well,
0: I liked the sli- I liked. The I know setting. what you're saying, I liked, but I don't like you know, the ultimate parts of it. I don't like the
1: ultimate worked. ending to this.
0: No, it's, it's I do not want to give it away not. for anyone
1: it, that's going to watch this thing. I, do, I just don't like the ultimate ending, and I think that that would have been if you drew this out even more would have been would have been more of a letdown.
0: Yeah. I thought it was a interesting misfire is the best way to put that. This is, you know, I always say why do they remake they do a good movies job that the that are world of successful? These.
1: You know, you have to admit this like the, like be the special sometime. effects and things like Dune as a world. I know you you were talking earlier about you didn't know, like the look of it and stuff like, that, but there are certain shots in Dune, the special effects shots of the world especially when they're flying and stuff that are really fucking good. Like they can make well, they can make so fake the worlds. Fighting. Uh, they can make fake worlds look really great and stuff. So so yeah, I agree. Like, the, like that shit, they got down. Yeah, the
0: look of this movie is fantastic. The the atmosphere that it creates is great. It just nothing mm-hmm. happens within those parameters. It was my uh, nothing interesting, I should say, especially to to mm-hmm. you know justify the running time. I want to say this is like two hours and twenty minutes on top of we it. We should say this is it about felt like it. This
1: is essentially about a, a a virtual reality is kind of what this is, right? People can relive moments. Yeah. I mean, that's like basically said, what it is. Days. Yeah. It's basically well, yeah, Strange Yeah. exactly. Is, I was just, I'm just it. spelling it out for everyone. <laughs>
0: and, uh I mean, this will be back on HBO Max soon. This was on there as a theatrical day and date with the. Uh, yeah, this is a hard sell, release.
1: I think, in general. Like, this isn't something anyone needs to own or really needs to exist on the streaming media for any amount of time. It's fodder for the stream. So that means it'll files. be available forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll be able to find it everywhere. Uh huh. All right, let's briefly talk about Halloween Kills. You haven't seen it yet. I've saw it. This is uh, available on Peacock and in theaters. It's only going to be available on Peacock for about another three weeks, I believe. So if you haven't I've seen it, heard, check it I've out. I've heard some things. Yeah, you know. I've heard Laurie Stroud never even,
1: never even runs into Michael Myers. Who? Laurie <laughs> Stroud? Stroud. She never runs into Michael Myers. I've heard that. No, he's... it's not her story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not her story this time around. I'm telling you, this is I, I loved this movie. I'm in the fucking minority. Mm, Everyone I've talked to hates this movie. I think it's way better than the first one. I rewatched the first one before I watched this just to make sure because it does happen on the same night. This movie has a fucking pulse, an energy, and an anger. That is missing in most movies I see, let alone most horror movies I see. Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Doyle is fucking excellent. He is the he is captivating from the moment he walks on screen. It is his uh-huh. story this time around. It's it's it, and he's a tragic character in a lot of ways. And you know, he starts the it's it's the, the town is traumatized and it's a mob and they're not gonna take this shit anymore. And they've decided that they're not doing this fear shit and they're gonna fight back. And he's the leader of this, and it's you know you can read into it with the you know the things that happened last summer in this country in the mobs and, and the riots and, and there's a lot of stuff that's going on and when horror is at its best it takes those topical subjects and uses them as metaphors and integrates them and this is superbly done i thought it was a lot less wink wink than the last one was which felt overwrought and um a little bit too operatic in some scenes particularly that opening scene and what i, I like, really like here
1: the last one though Especially for a lot of those reasons. I don't know, you might
0: not like this one. This is a way more of a slasher movie. The brutality is kicked up. Mm -hmm. Something I didn't like in this is that there is an axe fight sequence with a group of firefighters that I thought was way too out of a John Woo movie. Michael Myers is not a martial arts (laughs) hero. He shouldn't have axe fighting skills. He's a, a force of evil. Given those kind of quibbles here and there, I can get rid of, but will patton's character is given a, a much more of an expansion here jamie lee curtis's character has been sidelined for the majority of it and that's fine because i actually think she's the weakest part of this movie uh her whole her and her daughter and the granddaughter are actually the weakest part and outside of an ending scene with the judy greer character laurie's daughter that comes out of nowhere is is not set up not paid off and not justified for that character It kinda goes off the rails there, but for the fucking the beginning hundred minutes, this thing has a pulse and an energy, like I said, and a fury. I I really I feel like this movie is angry and I liked that about it. It had caught my attention and it drove itself to that conclusion like a good movie should. So I highly recommend Halloween Kills, particularly to you who likes horror movies and has a as a knowledge of the genre.
1: Well, I really like the first one. That is a very different review. Um, than what you've heard right complaint wise than what i've heard and that sounds expectation wise opposite of what other people expected mm-hmm. uh, which may be, have been something that drove the bad reviews you know expectations are a big deal um so yeah i'm interested look i really liked the first one i liked uh, what david gordon green did with uh with that first uh uh m- Reboot thing Where the fuck I don't know How many reboots The Halloween Remake reboot <laughs> Yeah whatever yeah, it was start. Yeah Um I really liked it I liked what they did with that So Uh Now You make me Really Want to watch this Because that actually Look, Sounds Way better Than all the shit I've been hearing about
0: I don't want to oversell This movie at all To you But I was highly well, it's Impressed It's a Halloween because movie what, I mean What I did like too Is that They you know, kind of like in Fast and Furious 9, they worked a story, a new little backstory within the context of the story we know, and it actually works, and you find out something, the twist in this movie has to do with the Will Patton character, not with Laurie hmm. or Tommy Doyle, who you think. So a lot of things were very subversive, I thought, in this movie, in in nice touches that were overlooked, I, I believe, by a general audience that was looking more for your your Michael Hunt's Laurie story, which we've done now 11 previous times. So I'm glad we didn't just do that over and over again in this movie. But there are some, you, you, you know, obviously Spencer's in a disbelief and things like that. But I'm telling you, I think that you're really well, going to be surprised that, at what this movie is.
1: Maybe. I think the issue that a lot of people had is that if it doesn't push that story forward, then uh, it's it's a, a sidetrack, right? Well, it is. It's a
0: middle chapter. Let's be honest. They have a trilogy well, to saying. wrap up. So, and that, and that, they, they those could expectations, so
1: or, or if that's what's going on, then I, I can understand what people said negatively for this movie. <laughs> but you're I saying trying, you're saying regard you're saying those things are still true. Regardless of those things, this is. An interesting movie based on uh, yep. uh, what it chooses to do in between here, you know, while it's while it's twiddling his thumbs, waiting to wrap up the main story. There's some interesting shit going on here, and so that is intriguing.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, it's an interest. It, it was very nicely handled by the writers, by the direction, and I like the fact that they keep giving this mask almost a mythical quality you know that it like when michael gets his hand on that fucking mask and that it's almost like yeah. you know, samson without his hair there's there's but something was that, to that was this. the there's first some, one
1: type thing too yeah, i know there's there, a lot was. of little there's a lot of nuance in the in the first halloween thing that i really loved so if that's if they're going to continue with that even if the main storyline isn't what you expected and stuff then i'm probably be fine with that
0: I think that most people are turned off on the way that they treated the main characters in this movie, which was uh, mm-hmm. harshly and almost with disinterest, and the secondary characters really step up in this one, and luckily, Anthony Michael Hall, who's almost unrecognizable if you haven't seen him recently, he's bulky, he yeah, a he's a meathead, he looks menacing, yeah. the creases in his face are dark, deep into the point where he actually is very interesting to look at. You know, He's got a certain quality that you don't want to take your eyes off of. and. In this movie, mm-hmm. he, he really hits it out of the park, and uh, I don't you know I don't want to give spoilers away on this one, but but check it out. I'm I'm very excited for the third one. and yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it tonight.
1: This. I have to watch it.
0: Yeah, please please let me know what you think about it, and uh, we'll do a follow up on the next one. Now, tell me about murder only murderers in the building, the Hulu show. Is this was Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez.
1: Selena Gomez, yeah, this is a, a Hulu original. I'm not really into streaming stuff anymore, but um, hey, sometimes. Th- they hit one out of the park. And only murders in the building is fucking great. Um, it's these guys, uh, there's a murder in the building, obviously. And Martin Short uh, decides to start a podcast. He's like a, a an old time Broadway show guy who's failed. You know, ran into some failures here. So he decides he's going to start a, a podcast about this murder in the building. And he ensnares um, Steve Martin and Selena Gomez. They all kind of come together to make this podcast. Um, and it is funny, I- I- endearing. The characters are great. And um, I-, I just thought it was a, an all around easy to watch show. You know, it's a geezer pleaser and I'm a geezer at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but Steve Martin and and, and Martin Short are uh, Steve Martin's been he's one of my favorite actors of all time. Easily. I love him and everything. And he's funny in this. It's funny. Uh, finally, and Selena Gomez is great in this. And uh, Amy Ryan is in this. She's great.
0: Well, it sounds like they couldn't get Chevy Chase back, so they got Selena Gomez instead, huh? They couldn't get three amigos uh, back. I together? don't.
1: Yeah, I don't think Chevy Chase would have would have added to this. I think the the Selena no. Gomez angle is is actually a lot better. Um, and okay. Steve Martin and Martin Short play off each other so well. At this point, they've been. In is it
0: a comedy show, so or is it? A, it's a comedy, a
1: mystery as well. It's a mystery show and a comedy. It's both. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a little on the lighter side. Um, but there, you know, there is murder, but it's like, you know, Agatha Christie, like murder, you know, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. someone poisons some stuff and you they, they are like, Oh my Somebody gosh, who's, the who's doing this, yes, yeah. who's doing this, you know? And then and of course it's, it's has to do with this particular apartment building. And so there's, there's all kinds of things going on. I'm um, in that, you know, Martin shorts getting kicked out of his apartment. He's behind on his rent because, well, he has no money, you know, there's, a um, uh, I don't want to give it. Uh, I won't give anything away. But um, uh, there's lots of stuff that's happening. You know, Tina Fey is in this for for a bit part. Nathan Lane is in this for um, a bit part. So it feels very '90s, you know. Surprisingly to say, um, it's got a lot of older actors in it, and I and I don't. I just I liked it. It's it, it it's a warm feeling show that has to do with murder.
0: <laughs> well, that's a, it's an odd so, combination, but it sounds like that. something that would have played on FX. It sounds like an FX type show, you know, like that humor it is but it's not edgy
1: like of- that. It's not edgy, and it's it's Steve Martin and Martin Short,
0: so it is safe.
1: um it's So it's show. safe, but it is funny, right? They say things and, and do things that are that I find funny, anyways. That that, that, that don't exist in a lot of comedy nowadays, you know. Um, can't really think of any examples at this point but just real simple simple uh things that are that are fun and funny uh, character traits you know that are i mean martin steve martin's playing steve martin martin short's playing martin short uh they're not doing anything different in this but uh but it works and uh yeah i thought it was a good show and it, it leaves off on a cliffhanger so hopefully there will be more um but i definitely recommend it if you like uh um, if you like funny stuff, but especially if you like murder mysteries and things, it's it's a real easy murder mystery watch.
0: I love that kind of stuff, uh, you know, like the Strangers on a Train or Throw Them exactly. on a Train. Exactly, so this one's and, a little you know, fun.
1: That, you, know, you like, you feel like you want to be a part of this murder mystery. <laughs> you want to be part of the group, <laughs> you
0: know? It's got a hell of a cast. I mean, those two stars that you say. Martin Short is a hugely underrated talent. Uh, I still watch. He's Click interviews uh, on occasion, which I personally think is still as much as I love Zach Galifianakis is between two ferns. I think uh-huh. Jimmy Glick is the, the, you know, the origin of that in a oh, lot of for ways. Sure. Uh, and, and you know, even Clifford I watched recently, which was a fucking awful movie, but Martin shorts, not awful in it. The movie itself is Martin
1: awful. shorts. One of the most, uh, yeah, I went and saw, um, Mulaney. Remember that TV show that failed oh, yeah. show? The, the taping, I went and yeah. saw a taping of Mulaney and, uh, t- yeah, uh, I mean, it was one of the worst tapings I've ever. I've been to several tapings of TV shows. It, hands down, the worst one. It they spent I, that thing took four times, five times, maybe what any other taping took. <laughs> it was so because
0: Elliot Gould. Elliot, Elliot, Elliot Gould, Gould was horrendous
1: in it. Elliot Gould was terrible, man. Lines. I remembered no lines whatsoever. The only shining part in any of that whole thing was Martin Short, who nailed his fucking lines in delivery every single time he was told to. You know, and it, it was it, it unbelievable, right? Like how, like what the next level? The Martin Short was on such a higher level than everybody else on that show. He's a fucking was like, pro. Whoa, like that dude's like super pro, and like nobody else could match him on that shit. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm in awe to some degree of Martin short cause he's just, uh, um, well, he's Martin short and he delivers in this, you know, Steve Martin's the same way as well as yeah. Selena Gomez. I actually think she's really good in, uh, as far as acting goes and she's good in this. I'm going to give you my
0: two overlooked, uh, one Martin short, one Steve Martin film, the Martin short movie that I think is overlooked. People don't give enough credit to is pure luck which i know which you're I a just, fan of i just
1: recently watched yeah. it's not good man
0: it's not good he's funny in that he's also funny he you know i'll give you another one i'll give you two per per one uh three fugitives i think mm-hmm. three fugitive is is an overlooked movie sure uh, on the steve martin side i'd say mixed nuts which i don't think I enough people mixed have nuts. seen it's actually Great a good Christmas holiday movie. comedy yeah yeah uh and la story which uh, is fantastic
1: if you haven't seen it, la story it really is. please go see la story yeah
0: it's somewhat hard to find nowadays. I was looking for it recently. It's not available on any streaming service uh, readily. You have to buy it I know, from Amazon it's old. or
1: anything that's old yeah. and good you can't you won't be able to find.
0: <laughs> yeah, in, in both all They've four of those away. movies I
1: recommend. They don't want you to, to They don't want you to know good movies actually exist.
0: Well Mixed Nuts got trashed the second it came out for some reason, and that was the year that Home for the Holidays came out but it's and become, got, you know, love.
1: Ah, but Mixed Nuts has become a cult classic
0: has it really good i'm glad to hear i'm no that. joke to that
1: I've, there have been so many times when i've we've i've talked to people about steve martin movies and this and that and mixed nuts comes up constantly everyone it really is one of those movies look it's not a it's not a banger so to speak right it's not like a movie that you're just like oh wow whatever but it's fucking a movie that grows on you like it's it's better than it should be
0: it's a perennial favorite if it's on i'll catch it and i'll, I'll watch 20-25 minutes of it you know, laugh and, and kind of fall asleep watching it. It's one of those movies that you talk about comforting and safe. That movie feels comforting yeah. and safe to me when it's on. But
1: LA Story, too. I, LA Story, yeah. I mean, yeah, LA Story is really great. <laughs> LA that's Story is the best Woody Allen movie. movie he never
0: made. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a Woody yeah. Allen for the West Coast movie. I would
1: agree. But it's, I mean, that's a Steve Martin movie. I mean, yeah, and it threw him through. I didn't care that's for Shop Steve Girl. Martin.
0: You know, Shop Girl, which he wrote and directed, yeah. did not care for that.
1: I like mean that's a little is, more serious. Little I, I like the Steve Martin that's a little more on the cuff, you know,
0: a little goofier. Did you know that was a toupee?
1: Does he? It doesn't look like a toupee. Yes. I mean, it's practically Google that shit. You can you can look at it. It still looks like he's balding. So <laughs> it's know, not right? a very good toupee. I,
0: I was always told it was a toupee. That's from from years ago. That hmm. that white thing. Because uh, he he does not age. The man does not age at all. No, he he's looks great.
1: Well, Martin Short looks great in this too. So. Um, Yet work has been done. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, they must be hanging out with Eddie Murphy. None of these fuckers are aging, so I don't know what's going on. Speaking of aging, you've seen the trailer for that Will Smith, the uh, Best Shape of My Life thing coming out?
1: Uh, no. I mean, I've seen the <laughs> trailer for that. What is going
0: the, on with Will Smith?
1: The tennis. <laughs> uh,
0: I want to see that. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, actually, the King Richard. That, to me, looks like a classic Oscar bait, you know, Warner Brothers... Uh, what's it called? It's you not know, called filmmaking. King
1: Richard, is it?
0: It is King Richard, yeah. It's called King Richard. Uh, the trust me, I was just on the Warner Brother lot. They had a fucking the poster that was seven movie stories about, tall. Um,
1: yeah, the girls. What, it's what Richard what, Williams? Um,
0: His name's Richard Williams. So it's King Richard.
1: Huh. That's the name of it. Yeah. What? What? Are the, what is it? Serena and uh and Venus. And Venus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clearly, yeah, you're not I don't a big know, US bro, That fan. looks so. I, you know, Will Smith is just. I don't know. I'm softening on Will Smith at this point. That I looks, go back and, uh,
0: when was the last Will Smith movie you enjoyed? And it's <laughs> no. been quite a while for
1: me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, Robot, I really loved.
0: Uh Men in Black 3, I think, was the last one that I thought was, oh, that was pretty good, you know? Um, but yeah, I, Robot's a fucking no, classic. Mean I mean, those are the classics, right? Men in Black right? 3? I, that was the last time I really was like, that was pretty fucking
1: good. When, was, when did Men in yeah. Black 3 come out?
0: 2012?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that's I mean, fucking... Way more eight years ago, nine them.
0: years ago, because uh, I mean, Bright sucked. Collateral Beauty sucked. Yeah, I, didn't I mean, like Focus Bright. was okay. You know what I mean? Like Suicide Squad, he was good. okay in. Yeah,
1: I did like. Suicide. I did like him in Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, it's a it's a lot of uh, but his film. I don't know. In the I, 90s I feel I don't feel like
1: with. any of those. I, I guess Men in Black three to some degree, but I Robot's the last movie. I think for me, it was like a, that was a Will Smith movie. Yeah, no, I get you when he had the.
0: The attitude and the, that was almost like yeah. the last '90s movie he did, you know. Because after that, you got Hitch, um, which he softens his his kind of appeal mm. I mean, up Hitch a little bit. I mean, Hitch happiness. is
1: fine. I'm okay, but
0: it's not uh, great. I mean, it's uh, it, yeah. is what it is. And then you have uh, I Am Legend, which I guess is would technically be the last like Will Smith type movie. And uh,
1: that movie, I don't know. That movie doesn't play all that well for me. I don't know. I, I prefer the Charlton well, that's my problem version, with Hancock. really
0: hancock doesn't yeah, hancock as well
1: yeah
0: moves in ebbs and flows and that ending is ridiculous but um there is some moments in it that are real fun that i hope that they yeah get do better in Samar- uh, samaritan the stallone movie coming out about the reluctant superhero i hope they take the good parts
1: of hancock i don't know who, who knows at this and point man. i i just i'm i'm lost at this point have you seen the trailers for that western um on netflix yeah the harder they fall For asking, the harder they fall well, why does that look so shitty i don't know it played
0: in theaters here and I had people were going yeah, to see it has it, a wonderful so.
1: cast so i finally see the the trailer playing on netflix and it looks like shit why is that how how'd that happen i don't know it, it, it looks hokey i don't want to see it, it. yeah look, i'm looking watching this like the shootouts and things and, and the build-ups to all the shootouts it's just like dude this is not like a western like what is this Not good.
0: Uh, Obviously, Westerns right now are in, you know, they they might be going away with with the trouble that we had here on the Alec Baldwin film.
1: Oh, guns are going away. They'll be 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 using squirt guns. Did you hear that
0: Nicolas Cage said that she was the armorer on his most recent movie? She was the armorer. She
1: She gave a gun to a kid on that set, apparently, and got her into a lot of trouble. So, yeah, yeah, it's has been a... Fuck. You know, hey, you, you don't spend a lot of money. You don't care about how the sets is being run, right? You care more about the movie, um, which should be apparent, right? You care about how you look more than what happens behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. that's what you get. You know? And th- that shouldn't be surprising. And it has nothing to do with guns, by the way. That's what every single time that someone's died un- unnecessarily, right. Or surprisingly, because there have been accidents that are literally accidents, but it's always been because of negligence. People just don't give a shit. Right, they care more about the movie. They care more about getting this shot uh, than Cutting they do about actually, yeah, about uh, people. It's it's nuts to me. I don't know.
0: Well, I've been I've done I've done acting in low budget films, and it's uh, your 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 value in your life is not what they're concerned about. They're trying to make their day and you know get all everything in and the money they got. And a lot of times, safety, particularly on low budget movies, where there's not. Uh, People looking over their shoulder. Corners get cut. They should be looking over their shoulder. Yourself.
1: Everyone above the line should be looking over everyone's shoulder, right? And nobody did. Yeah, at all Nobody times. did. Not one of them. Yeah. Even including the cinematographer. a well, the and balance system. Including her who got killed. You know, she didn't do it either. And, and she should have been because they were all sitting there fighting about how, this, how things were going, how the crew was being treated. And they still showed up to set that day. Alec Baldwin pointed the gun at her when he shouldn't have. Right? They broke all the rules of, of everything they why should have wo- been doing. Right? This is my and, question, then, Trevor. So, why uh, wasn't the camera
0: locked off and they were far away from it? Why it was stand behind cam. the fucking camera?
1: She wasn't behind the camera. Uh, okay, it was a that practice shot. That someone posted a, uh, a picture of... Uh, moments before that happened so it was a steady cam so she was not operating the camera that's just what originally what i thought too like she was behind the camera because i thought oh union issues non-union crew she's manning mm-hmm. the camera now director's behind her right that's got to be what it is that's yeah. not what happened apparently it was a pr- it was a practice they were practicing the camera was a steady cam it had a steady cam operator on the camera so she was there the director was there Alec baldwin was practicing a draw some kind of a, a weird draw that he had to do and the gun went off he drew Holy and shit. pointed the gun right at her and the gun went off and it was just, you know, so, and that well, was something that you're not supposed to do is point guns at people. Hey, big surprise. You're not supposed to do that unless, I mean, oh, unless when it's recall, necessary. Right. Yeah.
0: You recall the Brandon Lee incident, but I mean, you can go further back and yeah, but in that's a complete accident.
1: But yes, but those things do happen, but it's super rare. You know, what? Do you know about the guy that shot
0: himself, do you know about that actor? There was a TV show yes. an action adventure TV show mm-hmm. in the 80s. And in between takes the they wanted to do another one and the, the guy yeah. was, like, uh, was and like rolled his eyes. It put the gun to his head and shot it like like fuck. And the impact of the yep. blank the 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 it, yeah, killed, it was killed right, fucking it was right up
1: against his temple I think right there yeah. yeah.
0: Unfucking believable. Yeah, so this so is not this I, precedent here. Know, so it's just
1: it's not that guns are unsafe it's that people are unsafe. So, well, it didn't
0: stop John Wick four from blasting. I'm well, sure, yeah, whatever. 90, I mean, I don't 000. have a problem
1: with people not wanting to use real guns anymore. I don't necessarily think they need to. The special effects are fine. You yeah. know, I'm I'm okay with it. I can't really tell the difference anymore between the fake well, ones and the real stuff. Some had no okay. real gunfire. Do you know that the Chris Hemsworth uh, movie because yeah, they couldn't get it into the country? A lot of them do. To be honest with you, yeah. there's plenty of them that do, and it works. I'm fine with it. You know, I'm okay at this point. I guess if it's if it's a safety concern then I guess, but I don't really think that it is. I think it's more of a, uh, um, people aren't running sets correctly. You know, they're not, people aren't taking charge and, and doing what they should be doing. I don't know. Cause I would never well, run a set like that. I don't know anyone who would, especially you're being paid the big money. You're in charge somewhere there. Um, take charge, you know, and, and if the person, you should be watching each other, right? The, the set should be run by all the people above the line. To be taking care of your well, people.
0: You know that when a big star gets on set, that that thing's... And the big star in this situation have to be
1: a, an executive producer.
0: Who is a, a known prick on top of it, you know, it yeah. to be fair.
1: So, I mean, so, he's asking, why was I handed a hot gun? Why didn't you check the gun? Why weren't you there watching her load the gun? If you were going to take that gun and shoot it, why weren't you doing that, you know?
0: Because the laziness hey, big, in ex- yeah, expecting didn't somebody care. else is
1: doing Did it. Did not care. Yeah. You know, that's what it comes down to.
0: Well, I guess on that happy note, we'll wrap up episode 374. We ran a little long today. We want to thank you guys for joining us. If you haven't seen No Time to Die, I hope I didn't spoil it for you. Um, Otherwise, you know, we were fairly negative this week. (laughs) Uh, let's, Let's run down... Uh, We don't recommend Dune. I don't recommend No Time to Die. We both thought Cry Macho was a waste of time. (laughs) Many sense of Newark. I recommend to those that are Sopranos fans, no one else. I highly recommend Halloween Kills. Trevor says stay away from Army of Thieves. We both thought Black Widow was acceptable fare, but um, I can't recommend it. Trevor slightly recommends it. I highly recommended F9. Trevor does not. Reminiscent, (laughs) we both say stay away from. And Trevor said check out Only Murderers in the Building. That's The Rundown. Thanks for joining us, guys. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I am Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to MovieMavericks.com, Warp 9. Engage!